So hello everyone and welcome to this Intralingo Spotlight. I'm Lisa Carter, founder and creative director of Intralingo. Today my guest is the author Jane Banning. Welcome Jane. Hey Lisa. So good to have you here. Thanks. Yeah, so Jane, um, we're going to be talking specifically about your collection of, of poetry, um, prose, essay, and as well as microfiction, flash fiction. But um, I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit about your trajectory as a writer. You often refer to yourself as a late bloomer. It's true. Um, <clears throat> even though I've been a reader for decades, and I suspect like all writers, I didn't really figure this out until I was, oh, 50, and a friend was writing a book, and I came home and said, hey, Rick, my husband, so-and-so is writing a book, and he said, you could write a book. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't write a book, <laughs> but um, I wrote a personal essay about uh, giving birth to a gearhead, in other words, my son, who is yes. very mechanical and into cars and, and I'm not. So mm -hmm. about the contrast between the two of us <clears throat> and how that's facilitated a lot of, of growth and insights for me. So that was the first, my first attempt and, and it never stopped then. Yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. It, you know, it gives a lot of us hope that whatever it is that we're thinking about doing, you know, sometimes you just need that, that comment, that spark that says, hey, yeah, maybe I can do this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why don't I try? Yeah. And um, to me, the beauty of composing on the computer is at cut and paste. I mean, if you don't like it, you are able to change things without any effort at all. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't <laughs> I know. Right. Any other way. So you have since gone on to publish multiple times in, in literary journals. You've been um, on the, um, the shortlist for a couple of prizes. And your first collection, which we're going to talk about, is uh, Asparagus Roots. Do you yes. want to tell us a little bit about it? The, <clears throat> the birth of Asparagus Roots was really interesting, too. And it came from a comment as well from a very dear friend of mine. Um, and I had been working for a long time on flash fiction and poetry and essays, and then started a novel. <clears throat> so, excuse me. And I was, I was visiting with her and said, you know, there's so many elements to a, to a novel. The, the plot needs to flow. There needs to be enough tension. There's to be adequate character development. There needs <clears throat> to be causality. In other words, actions of the characters need to make sense and, mm -hmm. and to be related to one another. There's metaphor, there's overall, so, I mean, it was like, and she said, maybe you should think about just using your short pieces in a book. And I was again like, maybe I should. So because I'd worked a lot with Robin Stratton, who's the editor of Big Table Publishing, and she had published a lot of my other work in the Boston Literary Magazine, I thought, you know, I'm just going to contact her and see if she would be interested in publishing a collection of work because she had liked many of my things. So I reached out to her and she said yes, and that was it. That's great. It was great. And so 
the, um, I, I had to get together the, the pieces of the collection that I wanted and put them in the order that I wanted <clears throat> and create or select the cover art. And then she did the publishing and I have now um, these books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, show the cover art. Yeah. It is such a beautiful volume. And the cover art was a story too. The artist's name is Jessica Torrent, mm-hmm. T-O-R-R-A-N-T. I started looking on Pinterest for images um, and I wasn't finding anything that looked like asparagus that was interesting enough. And mm-hmm. so, but I did find um, a painting that looked a lot like this. So I contacted the artist and the artist said, that's not mine. I don't know whose it is. Kept looking, found Jessica's work, uh, contacted her And she said, I no longer have that in my digital collection. My computer crashed and I lost everything. So I'm like, oh, this isn't meant to be. But she said, I'll paint you something like that. Amazing. So she painted it. Um, I looked at it. It was exactly what I wanted. And now I not only have this cover, but I have the painting too. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So she just does incredible and beautiful work. That's great. Oh, what a great story. I love that. Yeah, Yeah. it was was meant to be. I think so. Mm -hmm. So Jane, I think you're going to read Asparagus Roots for us, that actual selection from from the book. Um, Yeah, why don't you go ahead and... Okay. Um, I will do that. And then I, well, let me preface it by saying just a couple of things about it. Please. I was talking again to my husband a little bit about what to write. And he said, why don't you write about um, a World War II veteran and a Vietnam veteran having a conversation in your uncle's backyard. Mm. So this is what happened. The abandoned railroad track drowsed at the far end of Clifford and Violet's backyard. The track laid on the edge of town within sight of the main street and its crumbling post office. Asparagus, sweet and slender, grew tall alongside the old rails. Clifford and Kevin sat at the backyard picnic table away from the women folk clotted up in the kitchen. Not much talking needed out here. A metal bowl and a pile of freshly cut asparagus sat on the table. The men sliced the asparagus spears and threw them into the bowl. The chunks zinged off the bowl's hard edge and thudded on top of the other pieces. Apple blossoms nodded in the wind and a bee buzzed over a dandelion. The men's hands grew comfortably dirty. Good pick this year, said Kevin, shaking back his long hair. Yep, not too hot, not too cold this spring so far, Clifford said. Strange question, Cliff. Asparagus make your pee stink, asked Kevin. Stink like hell, Clifford nodded once. Janet says it doesn't make her pee stink. A robin chuckled from the apple tree. Well, I wouldn't believe a word of that, but I haven't been around much woman piss, just violets these 50 years. I'll tell you about stink, though, if you want to know. The knife grew still. Germany, that winter of 44, 12, 14 men in a squad, It was god-awful, and we didn't eat asparagus, no sir, only sea rations. It was worse than a pig lot, 
It was bad in Da Nang, too. Fatigue's never dried out some days, Kevin said quietly. Yep, the stink, the screams, they're all the same. And it don't matter one bit if you're in the swamp or in the snow. Kevin looked up. How many years has it been? Do you still hear them in the night? 30 years. Clifford kept his eyes on the table. I still hear them. The two men sat silently. The metal bowl was full. Back by the railroad track, the cut asparagus stumps barely poked above ground level. Their severed tops seeped and dripped. The roots spread farther every year. So um, my husband and my uncle never did have that conversation, but that's how I imagined it might play out. Yeah. It's, it's an incredible piece. It's, um, well, like all of your work, the brevity adds such depth to it. Um, Thank you. And the, the descriptions of nature interspersed with the realities of life, they are really both so present in that piece. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, my dad was a, a World War II veteran as well and fought with the Canadians. Um, and I can hear him having that sort of a conversation. Yeah. 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 And, and my uncle never talked about his experience much. Um, so mm -hmm. I think that's the way it would have been for him. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't something that you talked about. Yeah, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, such depth and richness there. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you have another piece you wanted to share? I do. Um, it's a little, there's a little more levity. Um, <laughs> another short one, um, super short, and then a very short poem if you want. So Great. Um, this one is called Basement Pickles. Um, so I grew up in uh, an, an old house in the 1950s. And, um, and this was our basement, so see what you think. Uh, the cellar is not safe. The cellar is festooned with granddaddy long legs, dangling dangerously from thin filaments that itch the face and the arms. I claw them away, tripping on a stair, bumbling into the icy cement wall and careening towards the furnace. The furnace. Oh God, it makes unfathomable sounds in the night and at unpredictable times in the day, any moment it might fire up, groaning like an old man in a dusty shirt, crumbs of coal black on his chest. The cellar waits, damp, with a chill under my bare feet, just now hot from the summer grass, dirty and sunburned. But mother has asked for a jar of pickles her voice with the low and chin-tucked tone, saying there's no way to avoid the cellar. The clinging cobwebs, the corners in back of the furnace, and the horrible clutch of hands that will grab me, breathless and helpless, voiceless, my bare feet dragging into the shadows. Pickles. I trade the cellar and death for pickles. <laughs> 
I was really afraid of that basement. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say that um, you can fictionalize any event in your life. Um, and so it, you can exaggerate and create as much tension and uh, emotion as you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's so true. I think that um, there's another piece of yours where, where well, there's a lot of them that, that do this. Um, but you actually talk about doing it in, in one of the pieces in your book, how as writers, why is it that, yeah. you know, we take all of these things in our lives and have to uh, create something from them? Yes, I remember that you like that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. And it's on your blog, maybe. It might be. Yes, it yeah. is. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, thanks for the reminder. I'm going to dig right. that back up and share it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, oh, thanks. That's Great. It was fun to write. I mean, and, you know, there are plenty of very weighty topics that are in asparagus roots, but I think things need to be balanced out for it to be um, effective and fun for a reader. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something I actually wanted to talk to you about is, is sort of the, um, the weaving together of this collection, because as you say, there are pieces that, um, like the first one you read, the, the title piece, Asparagus Roots, which is, is lovely and lyrical, and yet um, has a lot of emotional depth. Um, to it. There are pieces that are reflective. Um, there's a lot of nature pieces in there as well. And all of the pieces that are human, about human experience, um, you know, loss and love and um, even death. And there it's, it's such a mix was it hard for you to choose the pieces and to weave these together? And what were you aiming to do with the collection? It was hard. Um, the sequencing was totally up to me. And um, I didn't want to break it into sections like with typical titles like loss and um, parenting and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. But rather for it to just kind of flow. And, and then I sent what I wanted in the collection to Robin and she said, um, send me more. So I went through the rest of the, all the rest of the things that I had written, a, a lot of the things that had not been published um, before and sent those to her and we, and I integrated those too. So I think that, um, I know as a reader, I like contrast um, bet between um, intensity and levity. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I tried to do here too. Excellent. Yeah. So I'd love to hear the poem that you chose to read. Okay. Um, this is um, yeah, I get a, I live out in the woods um, and by water and I, and I get a lot of inspiration from just observing. Um, and, I, and I observe detail and observe especially smell. Mm. So I don't know if there's a smell in this particular poem, but it's called When August Left. Mm. When August left, 
September blundered in, wearing a cold shirt, mad, perhaps, at the summer's long rains. It bloodied a few random leaves like a subway station thug, the flats of its hands pressing down the lake's sparkles, its shoulders full of clouds. It sits, this angry toddler she-tyrant, with arms crossed, smug, in days or even moments, it will toss its red and gold head and flounce a skirt breathless. So the, the seasonal change here in northern Wisconsin is remarkable and the colors are stunning. Um, and then it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it just flounces off and then we get gray and snow and, and the next season. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love how she's personified as, as feminine. Yeah, and it's, um, it's a little bit of a trick to personify mm -hmm. something without making it a caricature. So I don't know if I'm always very good at that, but it's fun to try. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are lovely. It's great. Great to get a sense of uh, of the range of pieces that are that are in your work. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really nice. Um, I think uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, Jane, is um, this notion of um, you know it's it's in your bio, which will be below this show. Um, but you talk about how right now you're reading more nonfiction to try to understand a bit more about the world uh, and its citizens and certainly um, reading about the world and its citizens is 100% what Intralingo is aiming and intending to promote and do. Um, I'd just love to hear your perspective on that and, and what it's making you think of these days. Um, I think it makes me a better person um, to try to get out of my own narrow perspective or what may be somewhat of a narrow perspective to find hopefully some common ground, some common understanding among people. Um, and I'm also, I've become a very picky reader. I don't know if this has happened for you, but um, kind of the more great writing you read, the less happy you are with writing that's not great. The other, the third piece of this is that um, time is short and time is precious. And so even in retirement, I have a pretty full schedule, but I can't waste it. Um, try not to waste it. So I'm trying to read things that will make a difference for me and maybe for the way that I interact with other people. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I love Thanks. that so much because, um, yeah, reading does so much for us individually, but it also does a lot for the way we behave, exactly as you say, and interact with the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of it's hard to get through. Some of it's very dense um, cognitively. Mm. So I got to pick the time of day when, <laughs> when I can absorb. But um, there is so much, as you know, there's, there's so much there mm -hmm. to try to pick up and learn from. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And I think a lot of that can happen even in fiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, yep. uh, and we know that fiction helps people develop empathy too. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So true. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And now I have a funny question for you to, to round us off, to, to put us on a lighter topic as well. It's in your bio, Jane. And, you know, people listening are from around the world. And I must admit that I'm not too far away here in Canada. But what is pickleball? <laughs> <laughs> Back to the pickles. Yes. Um, so pickleball was invented uh, a couple decades ago by two dads whose kids were tired of their summer, regular summer games. And they created this game that was a combination of badminton, tennis and ping pong oh. so it's played with a paddle sort of like a a ping pong paddle but a little bit bigger on a court that's like a tennis court but smaller the scoring is a lot simpler okay. um, and it can be played by anybody so it's really big in um in retirement communities but it's also making its way into schools now interesting into physical education classes so I'm telling you, there are people who are absolutely fierce about this and extremely competitive. Um, and then there are those who just want to play for nothing but absolute fun. So you can you can take you can play in the gamut of skills and abilities. It's a blast. I love it. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. it's in your bio, and I was like, I have to ask her about this, <laughs> not just for me, but I'm doing a service to the world here. Absolutely, absolutely. Sharing a little bit of culture, right? Pickleball. Their dog was named Pickle. That's why oh, they the, named it Pickleball. Oh, there you go. Okay, I was gonna ask. Right. Oh, I love that. That's I love fun. that. So mm -hmm. when you're not writing and reading, you're playing pickleball and right. teaching yoga. And mm -hmm. yeah, that yeah. is great. Good. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Jane. I really appreciate it. Lisa, thank you. Oh, so for everyone uh, watching or listening, uh, Jane Banning's full bio uh, is going to be in the show notes here, including a link to her website, uh, links as well to her book, Asparagus Roots, which I absolutely encourage you to uh, read. Um, if you enjoyed this video, I would also be super grateful if you would like it, share it, um, subscribe to the channel, uh, ring the bell to get notifications, uh, and of course, um, stay tuned for the next episode of the Intralingo Spotlight with an author or translator uh, from somewhere in this wonderful wide world of ours. Thank you so much for listening and thanks again, Jane. Thanks, Lisa.